You're listening to the RBN Energy Blogcast. This is an audio version of RBN Energy's daily blog, the oil and gas industry's go-to source for insight. Every day, we cover commodity fundamentals, industry changes, and developing trends across energy markets. And now, we're making it easier than ever to enjoy our blogs. Whether it's on your drive into work, while you're at the office, or at home walking the dog, settle in, turn the volume up, and enjoy. Monday, February 15th, 2021. I want you to refine me, part two. Western Canada's refineries provide a bonanza of fuels, published by Martin King. Long established as an oil-producing region, Western Canada has also become a major producer of refined products. With enough oil available to serve the nine refineries in the region, there is no need to import crude oil, making Western Canada one of the few parts of the world where the refineries are completely self-sufficient regarding oil supply. The region is also noteworthy in that, like the U.S. Gulf Coast, its refining capacity and gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel output is vastly greater than its own demand, resulting in a large surplus of refined fuels that can be sent across Canada and exported to the U.S. today. We look westward, focusing on the nine refineries located in the Canadian West. Although the presence of crude oil in Western Canada had been known to First Nations inhabitants for centuries, oil production did not really pick up momentum and scale until just after the end of World War II. The celebrated Leduc No. 1 oil discovery in 1947 near Leduc, Alberta, just south of the provincial capital of Edmonton, kicked off the modern oil industry across western Canada, resulting in a steadily growing supply of crude oil to its own refineries, those in other Canadian provinces, and the U.S. That growing production has allowed all 17 of Canada's refineries, which we summarized in Part 1, to partly or fully wean themselves off imported crude oil. In 2020, Canada's crude oil imports averaged 435,000 barrels per day, down from 800,000 barrels per day 10 years earlier, with most of the imported crude now being sourced from the U.S. with crude runs to Canadian refineries averaging 1.59 million barrels per day in 2020. The roughly 1.15 million barrels per day difference between those runs and imports, 1.59 to 0.435, is largely supplied by Western Canada. From 19 micro-sized refineries with a combined capacity of just 68,000 barrels per day in the late 1940s, the refining sector in Western Canada has undergone decades of expansion and eventual consolidation to reach the final tally of nine refineries with a total capacity of 770,000 barrels per day as of 2020. Of that, the combined capacity of the refineries in Alberta is 546,000 barrels per day, while those in Saskatchewan total 147,000 barrels per day and British Columbia's refining capacity adds up to 67,000 barrels per day. Note that Alberta's and Western Canada's total refinery capacity are slightly higher than we stated in Part 1 due to a subsequent year-end disclosure by one of the refiners, more about this in a moment. With combined oil production in the three Western provinces well in excess of total refinery needs, it is no surprise that all these refineries run on 100% Western Canadian crude oil, with no imports. As we noted in today's introduction, this makes Western Canada one of the few regions in the world outside of the Middle East that is completely self-sufficient in oil supplies for its own refineries. We'll give more details on each refinery's intake of crude later in this blog, but first, RBN estimates 2020 average total refinery crude intake in Western Canada at 623,000 barrels per day, an approximately 81% utilization rate. This compares with an estimated crude oil production of 3.74 million barrels per day in 2020. That 3.12 million barrels per day surplus oil production, along with a lot of diluent, is exported to the U.S. Midwest or sent to refineries in eastern Canada. 
What follows is a brief review of each of Western Canada's refineries, starting with Alberta, from the largest to the smallest by capacity. Once we get through all nine of them, we'll discuss supply and demand trends for the region. Imperial Oil Strathcona Refinery Located on the east side of Edmonton, this refinery is the largest in Western Canada, and the third largest in Canada. When it came online in 1974, Strathcona replaced the capacity of several smaller refineries that were scattered across the Canadian West. Capable of running a wide slate of crudes, a majority of the intake is synthetic crude oil, or SCO, the light oil version of upgraded oil sands bitumen. The Alberta Energy Regulator, or AEER, reports Strathcona's 2019 average oil throughput at 187,000 barrels per day, yielding an average utilization rate of 98%. Suncor Energy's Edmonton Refinery. Sited a few miles west of Imperial Strathcona Unit, Suncor's only refinery in Western Canada has the capacity to run on 100% oil sands feedstock, synthetic or otherwise. Suncor reports the refinery's diet in 2019 consisted of a combination of sweet synthetic at 55,000 barrels per day, sour synthetic at 45,000 barrels per day, and diluted bitumen at 43,000 barrels per day, resulting in an average run rate of 143,000 barrels per day, or 98% utilization. In its fourth quarter earnings announcement earlier this month, Suncor said that the refinery's nameplate capacity had increased to 146,000 barrels per day at the end of 2020 adding 4,000 barrels per day of capacity compared to what we reported in Part 1. Suncor goes further than most in Canada by providing a breakup of its 2019 products output from this refinery. It consists of 43% gasoline, 52% diesel, and 5% other fuels. We note that the share of diesel is the highest of any of Suncor's three refineries in Canada, and in line with what we mentioned in Part 1, namely, that Western Canada is a heavy user of diesel due to the concentration of heavy haul vehicles in such industries as agriculture, forestry, and oil and gas. Shell Canada's Scotford Refinery Located to the northeast of Edmonton in Shell Scotford Chemical, Upgrading, and Refining Complex, this refinery is one of only two that Shell operates in Canada, the other is in Ontario. The 100,000 barrels per day refinery runs on 100% SCO sourced from the nearby Scotford Bitumen Upgrader, the AER pegs 2019 average oil throughput at 119,000 barrels per day, indicating that the refinery has been running at a much higher rate, at 119%, than its stated capacity. Northwest Redwater, or NWR, Partnership Sturgeon Refinery. Located about 5 miles north of the Shell Complex, this is the newest refinery in Canada. It officially began commercial operations in May 2020 after several years of delay, Developed as a 50-50 partnership between privately backed Northwest Refining and Calgary-based Canadian Natural Resources Limited, the 79,000 barrels per day refinery is unique in many ways. Built with on-site carbon capture and storage capabilities, it produces ultra-low sulfur diesel fuel as well as a variety of intermediate products for other refinery use. Intended to run on 100% diluted bitumen, its actual processing capacity is around 50,000 barrels per day after the diluent is removed the refinery only began processing all bitumen feedstock in May 2020. Construction began in 2013 with first operations in mid-2017, but the refinery initially used only SCO until numerous technical problems with a gasifier unit were overcome, thereby clearing the way for the switch to bitumen. Originally tagged with a construction cost of just under 6 billion Canadian dollars, or 4.6 billion US dollars, the most recent figures now put the total cost at around 10 billion Canadian dollars. Regulatory approvals are in place for an expansion to around 240,000 barrels per day, but no timetable for that project has been announced.
The expansion plans remain uncertain, in part due to the immense cost overrun associated with the first phase. The AER reported that an average 42,000 barrels per day of crude, mostly SEO, was processed in 2019, a utilization rate of 53%. Senovas Energy's Lloydminster Refinery now operating under the umbrella of Senovas Energy following the completion of the company's merger with Husky Energy, this 30,000 barrels per day refinery runs on 100% heavy oil sands bitumen, mostly produced from Senovas heavy oil operations in the area. Producing primarily asphalt and road oil, the refinery is also capable of producing intermediate products, some of which can be used at the nearby Lloydminster upgrader located just across the provincial boundary in Lloydminster, Saskatchewan. The AER states that average oil throughput volume in 2019 was 26,000 barrels per day for a utilization rate of 88%. Next, let's look at the two refineries located in Saskatchewan. Federated Cooperative Limiteds, or FCL, Co-op Refinery. Located in the northeastern corner of Regina, the province's capital, this 135,000 barrels per day refinery runs primarily on heavy oil produced in Saskatchewan. FCL reported an average crude run of 108,000 barrels per day, or 80% utilization, in 2019, with output consisting of 50,000 barrels per day of gasoline, 50,000 barrels per day of diesel, and small amounts of miscellaneous products. In an April 2020 update, FCL reported that the refinery's crude intake had slowed down to 90,000 barrels per day from 110 to 120,000 barrels per day in the previous three months. Although FCL has not provided an update since the April announcement, intake has likely recovered to more than 100,000 barrels per day given the general recovery and demand for products in Western Canada. The refinery underwent an expansion in 2012 that increased its throughput from 100,000 barrels per day to 135,000 barrels per day. Gibson Energy's Moose Jaw Refinery With a 100% intake of heavy oil, this 22,000 barrels per day refinery produces mostly asphalt and roofing material, with some intermediate products. Gibson reported the average crude intake through the first three quarters of 2020 at 15.7 thousand barrels per day, at 71% utilization, the throughput being partly impacted by a planned turnaround in the second quarter. The refinery completed a capacity expansion to 22,000 barrels per day from 17,000 barrels per day in the second quarter of 2019. Let's wrap up with the last two refineries, which are located in British Columbia. Parkland Fuels Burnaby Refinery Purchased from Chevron in 2017, this 55,000 barrels per day refinery runs on a slate of mostly synthetic and light crude oil, with an occasional smattering of heavy oil that is piped in from Alberta through the Trans Mountain Pipeline. Capable of producing a wide range of finished products, the refinery's output consists of gasoline at 60%, diesel at 20%, and jet fuel, at 20%. Average crude throughput in the first three quarters of 2020 was 34,000 barrels per day, or 62% utilization, partly due to a planned turnaround in the first quarter of last year. It is worth noting that the Trans Mountain Pipeline also ships 25 to 30,000 barrels per day of refined products to outlets in the nearby Greater Vancouver area from refineries in Alberta. The Burnaby site also has the capacity to accept small amounts of crude oil imported from the U.S. or overseas by barge, though that is rare, and refined products imported from refiners in the Seattle, Washington, area. Tidewater Midstream's Prince George Refinery Bought from Husky Energy in November 2019, about a year before Husky's merger with Senovas Energy, this 12,000 barrels per day refinery is the smallest in all of Canada. Tidewater reported an average crude run of 11.2 thousand barrels per day in the first three quarters of 2020, or 93% utilization. 
though small the refinery remains consistently profitable because of the steady demand for high-margin gasoline and diesel in central BC due to the dominance of industries such as forestry and oil and gas development. Tidewater also reports that the refinery is fed by 85% light sweet crude oil produced in northeastern BC and 15% light sour crude from the Boundary Lake area that is transported on the Pembina West Pipeline to Prince George. Some refined products are also sent south on the Plateau Pipeline from Prince George to a connection with the Trans Mountain Pipeline. Obviously, the crude oil that is passing through those refineries is being turned into everyday energy products for consumers. We can get a good idea of the volume of refined products by category being produced by focusing on Alberta, which accounts for about two-thirds of our estimated 623,000 barrels per day of crude run through Western Canada's refineries in 2020. We also have the largest amount of historical data on production of refined products for the Western province. Just like we did in Part 1, we focus on the three primary transportation fuels, gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. According to Statistics Canada, or StatCan, Alberta refineries' production of gasoline has varied between 150 and 200,000 barrels per day from 2010 to 2020, or 42% to 50% of the production slate. The output of diesel has also been varied, from 160 to 220,000 barrels per day, but is a higher percentage of overall output when compared with gasoline, at closer to 50%. Jet fuel production makes up less than 10% of the product pool. It had been about 25 to 40,000 barrels per day, until 2020 when it dropped sharply to an estimated 16,000 barrels per day. How does that production from Alberta refineries compare with Alberta's internal demand for these three fuels? Alberta has consistently consumed around 60% of the total fuel output from its own refineries, meaning that there has been a clear surplus of fuels produced. That surplus helps to serve consumers in surrounding provinces to the east and west and territories to the north of Alberta. A little bit even makes its way down to the U.S. or more specifically to Washington State, Idaho, and Montana. Based on StatCan data and our own estimates, it is clear that not only is Alberta a major oil producer, but it is also a powerhouse for refined products production. After accounting for Alberta's internal demand, the net transfer of the three fuels from the province, primarily on the Trans Mountain Pipeline to BC and Line 1 of Enbridge's mainline going east into Saskatchewan and Manitoba, has been as high as 180,000 barrels per day in 2019, before slipping back to an estimated 157,000 barrels per day in 2020. Small amounts are also trucked or railed up north and to more isolated communities in the Canadian West. A portion of these fuels are also exported to the U.S., varying from near zero in 2011 to an estimated 25,000 barrels per day in 2020. Overall, Alberta fully or partly serves consumers in at least four provinces, two territories, and three U.S. states. If you throw in Alberta's more than 3 million barrels per day of crude oil, as supplying refineries in several other provinces and at least a dozen states, Alberta arguably ranks in importance alongside Texas in terms of energy production in North America. In the next and final blog in this series, we will look at the eight refineries in the eastern half of Canada. I Want You to Want Me was written by Rick Nielsen, and appeared originally as the fourth song on side one of Cheap Trick's second album, In Color. Released as the first single from the album in September 1977, it failed to chart in the US however, when the song was released as a single in Japan, it went to number one there, and paved the way for CBS to release the live album Cheap Trick at Budokan in 1979 in the States. When the live version of the song from that album was released as a single in April 1979, it went to number 7 on the Billboard Hot 100 Singles chart, and has been certified gold by the Recording Industry Association of America, or RIAA. Personnel on the record were, Robin Zander, on lead vocals and rhythm guitar, 
Rick Nielsen, on lead guitar and backing vocals, Tom Peterson, on bass and backing vocals, and Bunny Carlos on drums. Cheap Trick at Budokan was recorded live in Japan in April 1978. The album was produced by Cheap Trick. Released in the US in February 1979, the LP went to number 4 on the Billboard Top 200 Albums chart. It has been certified three times platinum by the RIA. Two singles were released from the album. Cheap Trick are an American rock band formed in Rockford, Illinois, in 1973. Eight members have passed through the band since its inception, with Robin Zander and Rick Nielsen being in the fold from the start. The band has released 19 studio albums, 6 live albums, 17 compilation albums, 4 EPs, and 64 singles. Cheap Trick has sold more than 20 million records worldwide, and was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2016. The band continues to record and tour, with a North American tour scheduled to begin in late April. This has been the RBN Energy Blogcast. Thanks for listening.